Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I, comedian Rachel Wheelie, take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. I'm in the little park behind the hospital, Tooting Gardens play space. It's Grey and Miz. It's Monday and I hope you're having a good day. Welcome to Walk the Pod. There are a couple of pups in the park over there playing with a ball. There are a couple of kids playing in the Tooting Gardens play space. Other than that, the park's very quiet today. And indeed, the university and the hospital where I work is very quiet today as well. Not too many people in. Lots going on, but not too many people in. Of course, being um, situated inside a hospital, there's an enormous amount of activity with people who work in the hospital going to and fro. And uh, so it always feels quite busy. The actual university space, quite quiet today. Just walking past a gate with no dogs written on it. You're not allowed to take your pup into the actual play space. You're not allowed to put your pup on a swing and, uh, and play with it and push it really, really high. That's not allowed, apparently. Which is a shame. You can't put your dog down the tube slide. Don't really see why not, but apparently that's not permitted. And uh, I saw something the other day which I want to bring you, which I haven't been able to stop thinking about since I saw it. It's a quote by Dylan Moran, and it says, live as hard as you can until you're totally dead. I love that. It's really good. goes along with the Heather Haverleski philosophy of uh, stop building your glorious future and just enjoy this imperfect moment, which she often talks about... uh, you know, just looking around you, just, just just smell a flower, just watch a bee. Just enjoy the imperfections of this moment. And, uh, and don't put your happiness off until a point at which certain things have been achieved. That's a very good reminder for me at the moment because I'm moving house at the end of the month and I do feel a bit like I'm suspending my happiness until that move has been completed. But in actual fact, I need to enjoy all the moments that there are. And that's what I'm working on as much as I possibly can. I've been reading a lot about self-esteem over the last 24 hours. Self-esteem, what is that? How do we build it? How do we make it more part of our lives? One of the interesting things I saw about self-esteem was that Self-esteem is, uh, includes an ability to understand that we have strengths and also weaknesses. Not feel too defensive about the weaknesses. Understand the strengths. And be able to be able to see the bigger picture in terms of I am a human in the world. Here are the things that I'm good at. Here are the things that I'm not so good at. And there's no particular onus on me to improve the things that I'm not good at. Another thing Heather Havrileski talks about a lot is is to get off this constant self-improving, self-improvement sort of train that we're all on all the time. This idea that we must be working on loads of things about ourselves. Yes, we do need to understand ourselves and yes, we do need to work on things, but we don't need to work on everything. It's not necessary to improve ourselves in every single possible segment of our lives uh, area or category of our lives we can 
we can be really, really good at certain things and not good at others. Or we can be reasonably good at everything. Or we can be weak in areas, working on other areas. Or we can just be trying to get through the day. And sometimes the best thing to do is to say, today is a nope day. I am just going to just going to get through the day today and getting through the day is as much as I can do and at the moment that feels very much like the vibe it's another time when there's a lot of bad stuff happening in the world and uh, that makes it very very difficult to get through any amount of time at all my advice to you is not as such to turn off the news but but it is certainly to preserve mental health do some protective filtering um, and control your inputs which is definitely a stoic philosophy thing and it's definitely also an understanding that there may be better times of day to consume this stuff if you feel that you have to be plugged into everything all the time or you feel you have to be plugged into the news maybe at least think about when a good time to be plugged into the news is And when isn't quite such a good time to be plugged into the news? Like, for example, directly before you go to sleep. I'm trying my best to put my phone away about an hour before I want to go to sleep so that I don't have it right next to my head. I'm somebody who used to charge my phone right next to my head for probably probably a couple of decades. My phone was right next to my head charging and and therefore I could just sort of look at it whenever I had a thought. That wasn't wasn't the most healthy decision. So now it's plugged in in my kitchen. And I still look at it about 8,000 times a day, but you know. What can I see directly in front of me? Well, do you remember last time we were in the park, there was an off-duty guide dog having fun playing with other pups in the park wall that dog is here again today and there's also a black labrador and a small brown dog with sticky up ears triangular ears i thought of um thought of a a title for a comedy show today it's called everything is suboptimal i thought that would be a good name for a show Everything is suboptimal. Now I could talk about all the things that are suboptimal, of which you could argue most things are in that bucket at the moment. uh, Be an opportunity to present a sort of data-driven approach to life and, and how the data does not stack up into a neat, pretty picture at the moment. Well, nothing does, to be quite honest with you. I was reading uh, Rebecca Solnit's Wanderlust last night before I fell asleep. Uh, Really brilliant book. One of the things it was talking about was... um, how what we probably don't really understand is that walking in cities in particular is only really possible 
since like the 18th, late 18th century. Walking in cities before a certain point was extremely dangerous. I mean, if you imagine Charles Dickens walking, because he did, he used to walk a lot when he was writing. He would go for a long walk and he would think about his characters, work out what he was. My image of him in my head when I read that originally was of him walking through clean streets in London, you know, just sort of taking in the sights and sounds of people bustling around, you know, like in the film Oliver. Uh, And he certainly reflected some of the things that you see in the film Oliver when he wrote Oliver, obviously. Don't think Charles Dickens saw the film Oliver because it was made somewhat after he wrote the book about that. Um, but, but I think the reality was probably considerably messier than, than the film Oliver's depiction of the streets of London at that time. Would have been very, very dangerous. Would have been full of um, sewage and litter and people off their faces on gin she talks about how the the population of London in Dickens's time was as ravaged by gin as the American inner city populations were in the 1980s by crack um, I have no, no knowledge of this but paints a pretty bleak picture And one of the things to take away from that is the fact that everything has always been suboptimal. If it feels like everything's on fire and everything's terrible, well, it is, but it's not worse necessarily than um, than it was to be alive 250, 300 years ago. Um, And as somebody walking around a park, I feel lucky to have the freedom to do that. Not self-isolating in my flat. I'm allowed to be out on my own as a as a woman, I'm not actively being harassed by gin-ravaged peasants. <laughs> um, I am a gin-ravaged peasant. Ha-ha. I win. Uh, you know. It is a very, very difficult time to be alive indeed. But in a lot of ways. We have it better now than we've had it for several hundred years, even though it's clearly the case that everything is on fire. What I've decided to do until the point at which I move house is just to deal with everything on a day-by-day basis, not doing very much planning, simply looking at today and maybe tomorrow. I've shortened my time frame significantly because I just can't really, can't really handle very much information at the moment. I'm trying to prioritise and do the things I need to do. So I hope you are having a good day. Thank you as ever for walking with me. I really appreciate it. This is yet another day where very busy Monday. I find it very very difficult to get away from my desk. But because I have this commitment to record, to walk with you and to ramble chat. I got away from my desk, which is which is very, very good indeed. So I'll leave you with the quote from Dylan Moran. Just remember to live as hard as you possibly can. 
until you're totally dead. Speak to you tomorrow.